everybody, and happy holidays! Welcome to another uh, Christmas-themed episode of The Televoid. I'm one of your hosts, Mara Kate Elliott, and I'm joined, as always, by my lovely co-host, LaToya Ferguson. Hey, LaToya! These Christmas-themed episodes have made it so I never want to celebrate Christmas ever again. Thank you very much, Mara. <laughs> Merry Christmas! <laughs> hey, LaToya. And uh, we are discussing on our own today, in a very Christmassy, well, uh, happy Christmas, it's literally Christmas today, uh, we're discussing the incredibly ridiculous, hard to follow, Saved by the Bell, The New Class, Season 6, Episode 13, the final of our Season's Greetings episode. And the season finale of Season 6, apparently? Whoa, wait a minute, what? Was it really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad because that makes even less sense now. And I'm I was worried this was gonna make some sense at all, which it really didn't. But uh so this is if you've never seen Save the Bell the New Class, it is the like fifth iteration of Save by the Bell, basically. It's the after the colleges, after all that stuff went down, they come back with a whole new cast besides Mr. Belding. He's of course still Dennis Haskins. And later on we do eventually get um Dustin Diamond back in from season two to seven. Well, this lasted seven seasons. There are seven seasons. I'm not sure how that's possible, and I'm a little baffled. Well, that's at, because to be there's also 143 episodes, and I mean, it's basically it was like a sacrifice made to get the show running because it did debut on September 11th. It was September 11th, 1993, but it was still September 11th. So retroactively, that's the day of the devil. Still a day that will live in it for me, pretty much. But so yes. this. It, it it also look we were mentioned before too. It was like a uh, revolving door of of children actors. Like it's no one is on the show. If you, if I you feel bad for all the children yeah, actors and so who bad. had to work the on the show. The reels are terrible. The only one that made it out like fully unscathed, I think, was Bianca Lawson. Though everybody else is still like they, Sarah Lancaster is okay as well. I think I don't think she was that great on the show though, from what I remember. But um, it's it's hard to like take a lot of it seriously because. The writing is so bad that you almost kind of feel like you blame it on the kids because they're such bad actors in quotation marks. But really, it's just like ninety. And there are a lot of bad kid actors here, of but... course. But like the writing is so incredibly, inc- literally like, indecipherable. You cannot understand some of the things that go on. Like there are literally plot holes and characterization that makes like. Well, by the time we get into the the fucking screech shit, I don't even know where to begin with that because. I watched all and of it's writing. Bell. It's a show from 1993 to 2000 that is like written like a show from when the original was on 89 to 93. Which, if you're not adjusting your writing to like the time, that's a problem. Like the way that they write uh, geeks in this show is the same as they wrote it in the late 80s, early 90s show. They, original, it's honestly even earlier. Makes than no that sense too. Like it's like that's that itself was a holdover from like the 60s and the 70s. Like the geeks in this yeah, show. Yeah, at this point, this is 1999, right? This is 1998, 1999. That's it's insane. More that. It's the, there's a one point where they have like these geeky kids who they've got like literally they've got like the the tape around their glasses. They like to use their laptops and they watch Xena. I love those kids, whatever. I'm going to go to bat for them because I felt bad for them. But, like, the other ones, like, they have, like, alfalfa hair. Like, like literally Revenge of the Nerds. They always play, like, the same, like, dweebs are here now music. Like, and they're, te- they're, they're, they're all walking around talking and, and, like, looking like their teeth are jutting out because they have overbites. Like, it's crazy. And, like, their, their pants are hiked up high. It looks like, uh, I don't know how to, uh, there's a name for it, I know that. But it's, like, the, the nerdy 
character that's recurring on um, Robot Chicken, whatever his name is. That's what it looks like to me, basically. I can use this nerdy yeah, it's, guy. It's all a Poindexter thing. Poindexter, exactly. It's just, it's completely... Which, actually, ironically, the one we were talking about uh, before, like, the uh, the Screech Redux in season one, he, one of the first things he did when he like, was a genius and went on to Harvard, he created a company... And it, like, it was named Poindexter. So Joke's on you. He at least had some self-awareness. Yes. Uh, but... Yeah, Poindexter Systems, an internet advertising company. And I was referring to Arthur Kensington Jr. slash Gary, if everyone is familiar with Robot Chicken. Mm-hmm. But so, it's, it's to me the kind of show where, I mean, it, it could have been harmless, like, stupidity, which it kind of vaguely was, but it also, it doesn't even, like... It doesn't read like if you wrote this all down like in a book and someone was gonna read it, it wouldn't physically make sense. Like the fact that it's happening on a TV show, like ninety percent of the plot is built up around this. Like, I supposed to be a live audience. I doubt there is. It's probably just all you know. Uh, yeah, that was. Audience. There was no way that was actually filmed in front of a I, live studio audience. I'm terrified audience. for the concept that it was, to be honest. But it it could have been, I guess. At least not by season. Uh... I'd imagine not. But it, even if it were, it's clearly all just like, see, look. You guys have to react like the audience does, which that's a huge like tenet of using canned laughter from the beginning. Is a lot of, or even just regular studio audiences, a lot of that stuff is reliant upon them providing the kind of reaction that you need your audience to feel. So they're basically telling them how to react. But this is so heavily like there are moments here where I have like there's like, the audience is going ooh ah and I'm like no I'm like this doesn't even make sense it, that's why I think it is canned it's because either that or that's the the actors in the audience are better than the people on stage because they, they're way more believable they're actually finding things interesting and like all worthy because they were not at all but oh my god so let's we'll, we'll hop into the episode it's it's incredibly short and void of pretty much any major plot but there's plenty to say about it uh, but so I right off the bat I was upset did you like get character names down because no. I'm just gonna be like the blonde one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you I see the actor name. But they're nobody I'm knows. like, it's gonna be... Here's what's gonna happen. It's gonna be Screech, Principal Belding, Lindsay McKeon, and Everybody other kid. <laughs> other kid. Yeah, I'm okay with that, because I don't... I didn't... Honestly, I thought that while I was like, should I go back and figure out their names? I'm like, I don't want I don't want to spread the brain... I don't want to spread can, the brain power on that. We can figure this out. Yeah, so right away it starts out... Like, this is why this shows... Not only this, but other reasons, but it starts off with the credits. I literally, I literally started before the credits ran was like saying, time to watch a terrible episode of television. Like, much. I psyched myself up. But the credits start out with starring Dustin Diamond. <laughs> I was like, no! Nope! Nope! No! And it's... That's how you know you're doing something wrong really wrong really wrong like that's that that makes sense in no universe because honestly it's a show about he children. should have an and exactly credit. it's a show about the children it's the new class and you're putting dustin diamond who at this point has to be at least almost 30 or more right like he was already old enough in say by the bell he had to have been in his 20s and that by the new class not new class yeah, college I- years i mean so yeah. Well, college years is one year oh, well, true. after the show ended. But they all were old. So yeah, and he was the youngest one. So he's like in his twenties here. Well, he's definitely older than the rest of the cast by a long shot. Because they're it's not that they're like the new class. They're the new class, and they look like like middle schoolers. It's back to yeah, like, and they're all school. kids, despite the one we said was thirty. They rebooted it to like Miss Bliss age, not like high school kids age, which would probably would have been a, bit, a little bit better because it would made slightly more sense that they're just rebooting it. Instead, they're like basically bringing a kid show into a demo that's aged up to the point of college. Because that's what the show ended at, college years. And they were all getting married and shit. So, makes no sense. But so, it's starring Dustin Diamond, 
And the, even the music, like, from the beginning, they start out with there's, like, Christmas music in the background after the credits roll. And it's, like, a Christmassy version of the theme song. And I was just, like, it made me nauseous. <laughs> I was absolutely livid. It's, like, because uh, if you've ever heard, obviously, Saved by the Bell, it, it's a bit, it's a ripoff of the same theme song. It's that da 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 But it's the Christmassy version of that and super upsetting. And um, the, the big plot of the episode that is introduced pretty, pretty early on where... Which- this is a, a classic Save by the Bell episode set in a mall, and I'm like, at least there are no homeless people living in the mall this time. Oh my god. So, <laughs> I didn't watch the show. You've seen a lot of it, or some of it? Yeah. Okay. I basically, I watched it when it aired, pretty much, yeah. Now, I'm- so it all kind of blurs together. I'm confused. Was it always- I know I watched the pilot, and that was more set, you know, at school, because there was a date lottery going on at mm-hmm. school, but was a lot of the show set in the mall? Or did that just happen later? Well, no. Uh, when I say that, because like even the original um, Save by the Bell had a couple mall episodes. Because there's the one, I, right. it might be, even be like one episode where like they're trying to get YouTube tickets in the mall. That's an episode. There's also the one with the homeless family that's like living in the mall. It's confusing to me here. Those though. are both in the original one. It, I guess. I guess it's yeah. It's like it's a standalone then. Christmas episodes happen to take place at the mall for Save by the Bell. Okay, it's 90s. But, uh, it, it's confusing here because they act like this is every episode of the show. Like, the way that they talk about their jobs at the mall and the way they talk oh. at the mall, it's so confusing. Or because Mr. Belding works at the mall and uh, then explains this at all. This is He's a saying. principal. He's a principal and Screech is, I supposed to be like, what, his assistant principal or something? His assistant, yeah. It's, it's yeah, it's, like, not even assistant principal, just his assistant. So, it makes no, like, I understand if you're a teacher and you're like, you're moonlighting. He's a principal. It doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. At, uh, a rich ass school, because they even mentioned how like this is Palisades Mall. Like it's they rich. live, like they live in the Pacific Palisades. They're all rich. So when I was like, oh, it's when the homeless person episode in the original one never made sense. You all live in the Palisades. That's why I was sitting there thinking, people. I'm like, poor people. I was wondering, I'm like, oh, so is this entire show set in a mall? But that makes no sense because it's called the new class. Like, what would you even have these kids be classmates for? Jesus, more. <laughs> I know it wasn't actually set in a mall. So set in a mall. That's up there with. Is it bad regarding the Wonder Woman? But it's beyond that, though. I I didn't think it was actually set in a mall because I'd seen other episodes. I watched the the first season, so I know at one point it was set in a school. But I'm telling you, the way that they like they they go in on Belding and Screech working at the store as if they've worked there their whole lives. It was like literally an alternate universe where they're all people like working in a mall. It was yeah, bizarre. Screech and Belling thing makes no sense, but, like, Stay by the Bell mythology says that during Christmas, the, the episode will be at the mall. But it's confusing, because usually they're just, like, hanging out at the mall. Like, Boy Meets World did that a lot, too. They would just be at the mall, like, shopping, or maybe one of them had a job. But for them all to have specific, unique jobs at different stores, and to meet up on their lunch breaks, it felt like it was, like, a very common episode of the show, as this happens, like, at least a couple times a season, because... Honestly, if it's such a big plot point that they're all so involved with their mall jobs, shouldn't that be a factor in other episodes? Because if there's a mall job, it's got to be pretty demanding of your time so they don't have extracurriculars? I I have so many questions that never get answered. And again, I cannot stress enough, Mr. Belding works in a mall wearing a uniform for an electronics store. It's ridiculous. It makes no sense. Like, why would that even be a thing? At least if it's going to be all the kids working there, he should just be showing up to be either the mall Santa, which we get later on, or he's just walking around shopping for somebody who cares. Holy crap, I'm sorry. Why didn't we watch the sexual harassment episode um, in this season? I'm okay with not having done that. <laughs> Why which is it terrible? Let's see, which one's Katie? Uh, Lindsay McKean's character 
is sexually harassed by her new manager at work, but remains quiet in order to keep a job. Keep her job. So Maria's mother, a lawyer, helps Katie report him. Tony attempts to overcome his fear of hamsters. Oh, wow! So, like, no! It just does- it takes place at a mall now. Wait, and Mr. Wally and Screech create a commercial for their store. They own the store. I told you! This felt like it was legitimately set in a mall. <laughs> I was and like, that's, crazy. like, midway through the season. Midway through the show! Or to more than halfway through the show. So did they just give up? It's still called the new yeah. class. It should be called, like, that's the new mall. That just hands off, by the way. I'm furious. That makes no sense at all. It should have been called the new mall. Okay? Like, it's not a class at all anymore. When does the mall become a part of the show? Why? Why would it be part of the show? Okay, episode three of the season, Squeeze tries to chase away Mr. Belling's employees. Okay, so it's already... Like, I'm so confused. baffling, okay? Like, straight up baffling. Because there's nothing about this that screams like, I don't know, we should maybe set it at a mall? Because... I guess you could claim they had other old, like, original... Like, yeah, episode three is when, like, the store situation starts to happen, but, like... But, yeah, so it's no longer set at the school, so what's the point? What's the point of what we're watching? Why is it still called Tape by the Bell the New Class? There's no bells at a mall. It's infuriating. It looks like around season three, episode... I think you're right. I think it's around, like, the, the middle... The middle. No, of- season six, episode three, yeah. No, no, no. As early as season three, it says the gang are all working at the. He's already doing that. Wait, what? And building in Mr. Oh my god! Yeah, this is season three episode. Yeah, the the Palisades Mall becomes like a thing. Wow. Yep. So they, I guess they figured, well, we really fucked over this. They split time between school and the mall, and then they're just like. Then they give up on school altogether. Fuck. Because that's like. Again, rampant consumerism. Apparently, it's recently Mr. Belding's brother's sports good store. Is this, like, his brother who's the flake? I don't know. From that original, like, episode know. in the original show? Because I don't understand how he would have a store. There was also a semester at sea, because that's, maybe that's, that's why, a because thing. Mr. Belding's store. They had a semester at sea, because that's a thing that you have a bunch of high school kids do. They spend three weeks in France. Like, what the fuck? I give up. But yeah, so it looks like it's even season four, Nikki applies for a job. So this podcast is over now. So Nikki, one of the kids, applies for a job in season four. It's also the episode called Unequal Opportunity, so I'm sure that's a great episode. Oh no, is Nikki black? Uh, Nikki! Is Nikki Bianca Lawson? Oh, might be. Yes. Because Rachel already works there, but Rachel- No, she's Megan. Who's Nikki? I don't know. It might be- they might be painting somebody who is black in the bad light. You're, you're being you're being very kind to think it's the person who's black is talking about the unequal opportunity. It might be that their job was stolen. I mean, they have a sexual harassment episode titled "Hands Off Mora." We need to address that. I don't understand this show. For okay, Nikki's white. Oh, it's the discrimination against females, which is still stupid, but it doesn't make sense. I guess the equal opportunity oh. for women, but still. Oh, he refers guys can talk sports with them. He thinks that female employees are second rate. Oh, God, this sucks. And then they continue. That that theater, <laughs> that theater continues yeah. to be a recurring thing, so it's not even like it's like a one-time. It's so dumb, guys. Plus, I had questions about what the hell a teen... Do we Can we research what the hell a teen... Oh, re, let me read it. What's it called? I was like, the like a demon buster. Right, right? I was like, I keep referring to teen machine, whatever the hell that is. A teen machine. They're like, hey guys, come hang out. I'm like, like, this looks like you can get some juice and like, 
What else can you do? But, like, I just, I just. Power I, Rangers I, alumnus Amy Jo Johnson guest stars. I just. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate Power Rangers alumnus. I uh, I just, I just control left Teen Machine, and there's one sentence here that says Eric wins open mic night at the Teen Machine. So I don't know what this Teen Machine is at all. I thought it was. It looks to me like it was supposed to be the replacement for Max, but for it's a club. Teen- and finally, Maria <sighs> goes over her boss's head to get Tino a job with her at the Teen Machine Club. Why the hell is Teen Machine the name of a club? That sounds horrible. It sounds like a machine that kills teens. Like, it's upsetting. Uh, let's I, let's try and... I have to read the entire description right here for this episode. Sorry. This is from... Let's see. This is from season five. This is episode 101 of the series. Right, the one I mentioned. Maria will do anything and does practically everything to find her younger brother, Tino, a lazy klutz whose only interests are girls in Gilligan's Island. <laughs> you know, as them you all. Yeah, because he keeps botching the interviews, even wearing jeans and a red t-shirt to one. What? what? She has to do all the work for him. A red even t-shirt? Even that doesn't help, because if there's a way to get himself fired, he always finds it the d- before the day is up. Finally, Maria goes off her- over her boss's head to get Tino a job with her at the Teen Machine Club. There, being Tino, he costs Maria her job, Tino. to say nothing of his own, and may cost the boss her license to- Her license? Like, what, what license? Her job license. I guess the operation To boot. <laughs> She's gonna get the CNO. Meanwhile, Screech finds it difficult to hold down two jobs. Mall security guard and assistant to building and is forced to give up one. Also, Ryan and Eric enter a context to win a jet ski, but realize the only way for them to win is by cheating. Also, uh, we missed the episode four episodes before that where it says Maria starts smoking marijuana and Screech is fearing for his job. Screech is constantly fearing for his job. Oh my god. But like, why aren't we watching every single episode of this? I don't- Why aren't we watching every single episode? <laughs> it is awful. Like, god, it's- and when we're Holy t- crap! I'm sorry! The actor who played Tino, he's dating- Like, he's the partner to Jonathan Knight from New Kids on the Block. Like, oh my god. work. But so- <laughs> Go, Tino! You finally succeeded at something. <laughs> Good for you, Tino. Uh- <laughs> But, um, it is, to me, like... He was on an amazing race, I guess, with Jonathan. <laughs> oh my god. But so, th- this is what's so confusing to me, is that the uh, the whole, like, um, everyone changes what they're doing every other episode. How could you follow this? Like, as a... Re- I mean, that's what... The reason why is that they don't... They never planned to have anyone follow it. It was just filler. I'm sure there's, like, no... Like, episodes aired out of order, too. Right. And, like... It's all filler. Like, not for a second does it matter. It's basically just, like, if every day you tried to watch a new show and you had to just jump in not knowing what's going on. Because, like, what we just mentioned, Screech goes from being um, an assistant to being also a security guard to an assistant again, back to working at this, this sporting A security store. guard! And, and the sporting goods store doesn't last forever either, because when we're watching this episode, that's an electronics store, I think. So it goes back to something else as well. So They go to space camp... For four episodes. <laughs> so, like... Two weeks. It's, it's two weeks. It's two back-to-back episodes each week. They go to France at one point, too, it looks like. So, uh, and then it's a semester yeah. at sea. So this is just the kind of thing where it just... They don't care for a second to even bother with a, any kind of a, a continual plot. It is... You are flying by the seat of your pants. It's basically a sketch show that happens to be set in a Saved by the Bell universe. Which is not lending itself to being good, because... If you're gonna do it that way, at least, at the very least, make it funny. And it was not funny in the least bit. It was upsetting and plain and boring most of the time. I'm sorry, just one, one more episode. Because obviously the original episode, uh, I mean the original series had the toga party where they were all drinking beer. Oh yeah. And that was a whole thing. Course. 
This, in the last season, has party animals. Ooh. The gang decides to have a drinking party a drinking? at the beach after semester finals. Ooh. This is Liz's first time drinking, and Katie is forced into drinking by Nikki. Damn, Nikki, you're a piece of shit. In a drunken stupor, Katie insults Liz and kisses another guy <gasps> just as cops arrive at the scene. Tony enters his arm running from the police. Maria spends the night in jail. Oh my god. Eric is arrested but bailed out by his parents. Liz was not arrested because she was puking in a bush. Nikki realizes that Katie's actions are his fault because he pressured her and he and Katie decide not to drink anymore. They should also break up, but that's just me. Eric puts down Tony and Maria because she did better on the history final. Okay. <laughs> Screech and Bubbly believe the students from Valley are trying to vandalize the school. Before we before we move on to I wanna I wanna just wrap up this little bit here. At the very end of the show, the show ends. Uh, <laughs> and this is the show yeah, ends. Mr. Bell. Well, first of all, the last episode aired out of order, so it's a, it's another. Um... Mm-hmm. But it does look like they had like an end game, at uh, least a little bit vaguely. But they um... based on like what I'm seeing, like there's a little co- there's a little continuity, like vaguely. You're right. Yeah, yeah the whole Tennessee thing. Although yeah. it goes back to, to being useless because we'll see in a second. Well, anyway, so um, they. It's a very um, uh, early edition situation where they just aired it out of order and didn't care. So he, uh, Mr. Belling gets offered a job as dean of students based on his relationship with the students, which is to say he has an inappropriate one with the he students. He should not get any job and, based on his relationship with the students. So he goes back, accepts the new job, and then everyone talks about what they're doing after graduation, blah, blah, blah. And then in the final episode, they air one that was supposed to be, like I guess, before both of the last two episodes prior to that, where it's mm-hmm. just, you know, Maria's tricked by a repairman for unnecessary repairs. She goes and disguises herself and gets her money back. Screech goes on strike because he doesn't get a raise. That's the final episode of the show that aired. So, they don't care at all. Like, if, if anything they were going to nail is just that part of it, you know? Whereas, it's, it's again, it's the early edition syndrome. Like, it also aired... Things. Like, weeks after the real finale. Like, the real finale and aired December 4th, and then that aired January 8th. It's insa- the last it is insanity. That's what I'm saying. There's no through line here of anything. It's just chaos, it seems like. Yeah. So they threw a bunch of episodes into a, a blender, and then they just slowly decided to pour in new ones. Like, okay, it'll kind of work out, right? No, it never did. But so this episode, um, it, it it's about... Donating toys to needy kids, which is obviously a plot we've, we're familiar with. It's what season. it should be about, yes. at least. And it vaguely is about that, but not really. And this is called, The again, character who we thought was 30, her name, is she the one who is Liz? Liz. Is she Liz? I think, I think she's, she's Liz. Liz. Yeah, the blonde one, basically. So the blonde, blondie yeah. is- with a pantsuit yeah. for every occasion. She's in charge of, she's the, our, uh, what do you call it, like, she's kind of our Caroline or something. Caroline, uh, Vampire Diary style. Yeah, a Caroline Forbes situation. <laughs> yes, but she is kind of like, oh, you're a child? Okay, sure, we'll, we'll pretend you're a child. But she, um, she's in charge she of- She acts like she runs the damn mall. mall. Exactly, <laughs> like, she acts like she's the president of the mall, and if she's not- she definitely works directly under him, which is way too high a job for uh, literally a, probably a preteen or a teenager at this point. But um, not in the palisades, because obviously, because their family probably knows someone. Exactly. So she is in charge of trying to get like their Christmas bonuses up or something. I guess she's in charge of like you know uh, stimulating everybody's work ethic or something. Mm-hmm. So she tries to kill two birds with one stone. It's introduced, I think, pretty much. Like, she is kind of conniving and wants to get good money. Like I don't think she's being conniving, though. I think... No, we find out like, later on she's, she's not, type a, but, like, but I think at first she does... She's kind of clearly like, the, one of the most genuine people on the show. True. And it's confusing, because I think at first they don't really clarify how she's coming to this, because she does say, like, and 
for all you lazy people, there's a $500 gift, or is it $500, or something like that? Like, a, a lot of- Yes, $500, $500 gift card. $500 gift card if you guys get the most sales. So, she, the, the thing is, if you get the most sales, if 10% of that gets donated to charity and you get a $500 gift card. So, she's like, don't you want to get the most sales? So, it seems like me, to me, mm-hmm. that's like kind of like a, a marketing or PR thing where she knows that she has got a certain level she needs to hit. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of enticing them to do that by by this manipulation of what they're doing. We find out later, it's like, oh, no, I meant nothing bad by it. It's like, how could you not, though? You had a little bit. You stirred the pot. But, like, the whole episode also implies that, like, these children who work at these stores are going to actually reap the benefits. Like, no. you're just employees. You don't actually run these places. They treat them like they all own their stores individually. Like, these are, like, owner. That's what I'm saying. It feels like an alternate universe where it's, like, these are all the children if they were owners of small stores inside a mall. Like, no? I, no one- This isn't the American mall. I'm not- I'm not here for this. It's bizarre. <laughs> I wish this was the American I, mall. It really would have been so much better. I miss the American mall. But so, she's gung-ho about getting everybody and to get as many toys sold. Or- or whatever- I need to point out, thing uh, the kid who keeps singing, I think he- the character is Eric? Yeah. He is like, but like, who's gonna wanna- because he works at a pet store, and- Apparently, this is a pet store that only sells, like, lizards and, But it's like, not, because he also rats. brings up puppies and kittens later on. I have the raps written down, because I wanted to make sure but, that we got them right. <laughs> Keep them. But his whole thing is like, who's going to want to buy a, a, a lizard? I'm like, you work at a pet store. There are puppies, and there are kitties. He is like, he's like, who's no one's going to go to a pet store on Christmas. Like, what are you talking about? Uh, it was confusing, right? It was very confusing. And he, he, you're supposed to, I think every time he comes out to start singing, you're supposed to be like, wow! But it just- I mean, there are, there are plenty of woos from the, the quote-unquote audience. <laughs> and he, apparently he did go on to do a, a boy group with his, it was discovered by Brian McKnight with him and his brothers, called Brother. Uh, <laughs> not even joking. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Not even fucking joking. I, I was gonna brother. say it, but you said it, so. <laughs> I'm so sorry, I should never have I'll never it. sing it again. No! But so, it's it's basically just, you know, a bunch of, like, R&B slash rap melodies. It's not very good. The, the best song he sings is the final song, which is because it's just a cover of Have Yourself a Merry Christmas. But so, she tries to incentivize everybody to start selling, and to me, I'm like, that, that's not the way to do it. You should not offer a bunch of 16 to 17-year-olds $500. They're gonna go nuts, which some of them do, not even all of them do, which, again, doesn't really make sense. But it should have been just, like, a free meal or something stupid, but enough to get them to sell a little bit. The fact that she, like, gave $500 out is not only wildly and, and grossly fiscally irresponsible, it's not gonna work, because these kids are just gonna become, like, like they do, they start infighting, basically. But, they're, like, they're children. It shouldn't, the gift card shouldn't go to them, unless it's, like, a whole, like, seller thing, like, the best seller, but how can they even... And how convenient they all know. have jobs where they have suddenly some kind of, like, a, a incentivized, like... For all you should have is, is kind of just, like, a clerk at most of these stores, because wh- I don't think you're making, like, um, commission based on how many pets you sell, but apparently you are. I, who knows? But, so, and also, like, this is the the girl that's telling them to do this is in charge of them all. She's not in charge of your individual stores. It's not like you're in a district where you're, you're all competing amongst each other to get the most sales of cameras or something. This is, like, just random, totally separate franchise stores. So... The mall has no bearing, I mean, it's more foot traffic, so I guess you could claim, but, like, 
it doesn't all their profits go back to the mall. You could be the most profitable store in the world. You're only paying rent to a mall. Are you paying like a, a tithe of how much you make? I don't I don't think I'm familiar with that kind of real estate, but I guess there's probably places that maybe do that. Like you pay a portion of your of your winnings to the mall. <laughs> that sounds like a mafia situation, to be honest. <laughs> but so either way, like that's part of the the plot. Basically, is introduced like boom, boom, boom. You're all gonna have to try and work special hard to get five hundred dollars. Which everyone seems completely nonplussed by the five hundred dollars. I'm like, wow, this is such a Palisades episode <laughs> because I'd be like, fuck you guys, I'm getting that five hundred dollars. Nobody really reacts. I mean, the one girl's kind of interested because she's like. I'm going to get a new watch. The one guy's just like, eh, whatever. Like, why don't you just ask your parents for the money? Right? But the other guy's just like, eh, whatever. Nobody's going to buy anything from my store anyway because I, I, I work at a pet store and no one cares about pets, which is not true at all. In fact, I think he has the most No one cares about, like, lizards specifically. Like, he keeps bringing up the lizards and the rats. Like There are cats what and kittens. What are you kittens, doing? And, and dogs and, and, and puppies there based on what he raps later on, too. So why would you not Exactly, understand? but why is he focusing on the worst parts He's the worst. It's terrible. But so, um, they, they decide to all try and, you know, gung-ho and get their money. Nobody's really freaking mm-hmm. out, though. Yeah, like, the- when you hear a $500 winning and you're, like, 16, well, you're gonna be thrilled. And no one reacts that way. It's crazy. It's, it's weird because, uh, well, okay, so we have, uh, Maria. And I remember this one because it's, like, her name is Maria Lopez. Like, they, they weren't even trying at that point. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> It's literally just Mario Lopez. That's amazing. Yeah, exactly. She wants to get uh, the watch for her boyfriend so he doesn't have the stupid football watch. Because he's like, it's almost the, f- it's the fourth quarter. <laughs> and basically, Boys, uh. like, obviously the incentive is, the, the added incentive is a gift card. But you have her boyfriend, uh, and that is... The blonde looks like crap. a young Zachary Ty Bryan. I don't know. Slash. Yes, that one. And then the other. I I think the other one is Nikki. Probably, maybe. What? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, the other one is Nikki. Because otherwise they're missing a bunch of just. Otherwise they're missing someone basically. Bland white children mostly. Like it's very very bland. Oh yeah, he's okay. Her boyfriend is Tony, and then the other one is Nikki. Yeah, Tony and Nikki. So they're like working at the movie theater as the counters, and then you have Lindsay McKeon, who's Katie, and she's like. Working with the nerds. She works at a gym. Where does she work? A gym. A uh, gym, yeah. Now, but, like... That makes... She makes sex the most most sense. Yeah. But, like, it's only Maria and, uh... What did I just say? Eric, who are the ones who are, like, oh, yeah, we're fighting for this gift card. The rest of them are, like, obviously they would like to win, but, like... They don't, never bring up the gift card in their in the efforts least. to do things. In fact, uh, it's only once he gets the singing stuff going on that, if it is Eric, I think it's Eric, that Eric is even interested in the concept of this prize at all. Because like, he's clearly dumb. What a beautiful and, and life. What a beautiful life to not care if you get $500. Like, what a coincidence. Oh, I won. That's cool. I guess I'll donate it. Like, what? If I won $500, that's a huge deal, especially at 16. I'd be thrilled about it nowadays. Yeah. Like, fuck you guys. But so, they're they're just like, oh yeah, like, okay, that's kind of cool, I guess. Like, again, only one of them even really responds like, I guess I'll try. Everyone else is just kind of like, alright, let's get to work, no one cares. And uh, and her reason is just to get a, a dinky little, a new, uh, the dinky watch replaced with a new one, which is not even that sophisticated. You could get that for like 20 bucks. I don't know what this girl's acting like. She needs to spend $500 on a watch. I'm like, honestly, I... <laughs> 
I think she's just afraid that her boyfriend can't tell time, which I honestly, I believe. I would probably be worried, too. Um, but so he, he, they go off to their movie place. So we should maybe break that down. Before. We'll, get, we'll get back to it. But essentially, there's the one girl that works at a gym. There's the building and screech work at this electronics store. Um, we have the the guy. It's not a sporting goods store, apparently. Yeah, it, it, or it was, and they've worked at two different stores in the mall, which is, makes even less sense. But then there's also the the Eric kid works at a pet store, which has all types of pets, not just reptiles. Um, and then we have um, <laughs> sure it does. the manager of the stores in general, and then there's also the team machine manager. So she's the two different girls. One is the club manager, and one is the the mall manager. Um, so those are the those are the bunch of how it breaks down because everyone starts to kind of get what is the team machine? <laughs> I still don't know. I still have no idea. I don't think I'll ever know. Every time they say team machine, it makes me furious. Yeah, I kept thinking, I my brain is just like a machine that just grinds children. That's exactly what I was. Like. It so sounds so scary, and then it's like, oh yeah, it's like no big deal. The team machine. We're gonna go hang out. I'm like, what the team machine? But so and they actually don't even show you the team machine until like halfway through. So I was really lost. I'm like, why do they keep talking about this team machine? <laughs> At least the max you understood based on the like the way it's the context that it's probably a, a restaurant or something. This just sounds vague and weird. But so, um, so they, uh, they're all going there to, uh, you know, try and get their sales up. They go back to their, because they break. They're all, like, on a little lunch break, I guess. They're all just sitting around not working, as you do. And, um, we get to the creepy Screech. Screech, or I should say Dustin Diamond, is doing this Screech voice that is on another level. He's doing... He's Urkel. doing an Urkel voice. Because I have it right he's here. Ba- by this point, gone so deep. Like, he's gone through puberty. He's, we know he has. He did not speak like this in the last season, his last season of Saved by the Bell. But he never he spoke not. like that either. I mean, he kind of got he never, goofier. This is an adult man trying to, like, rekindle the voice. And it's not even that he's... And not having it at all. And not even just the voice. He acts and behaves like a maniac. Like, a real maniac. And Screech has always he's been... He's, like, fucking this chest game. Right. And Screech has always been really freaky and weird. That's the kind of his appeal but after the first couple seasons. Although he was very normal in the beginning, of course. That's just the flannerization of him. But, like, even at the very tail end of Saved by the Bell, and I bet even at the beginning of this show, I don't think he was this severe. This is a level of insanity that... It's like I've never seen it before. I'm trying to even think of, a com- like, a comparable... Like, it's... It is it's, really... It's Urkel. It's- it is Urkel. Urkel is. It's Urkel. It's it's something. It's so severe a flanderization. It's, it's, it makes Flanders it's look. It's the third version of Eric from Boy Meets World. Oh, that's it's so much worse than that though. Like it's 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 he's basically drooling. Like the, the, the scenes where they cut. As is Eric from Boy Meets World, Mora. He's he's bad, but at least Eric has. There's like a there's a there's a content to what he's doing. Like he's doing a bit basically. You don't have to like the bit, but this is like. Just like yeah, this is a better written show, but right. like it's still the same thing. Yeah, I guess that's maybe I mean, that's probably the closest comparison. But it's it's on a level where he's acting like Gilligan or something. Like he's acting like a buffoon. He's he's physically acting differently than he ever did on on Save the Bell. Like he's acting like a little old man. Like he's running like places and he's like curling himself up. He's like excellent. Ah! He's and trying it's to like, fuck his chest machine. It's, Un- it's almost unwatchable. His scenes like they were. Inc- it is unwatchable. Yeah, it is, and it's it's. It's upsetting. It's really upsetting. Because not that I really, like, loved Saved by the Bell or anything, but it's oh. very... And I hate Screech in general, but, yeah. like, it's awful. It's, it's especially upsetting if you watch the original show, because you're just... It's like someone's just slashing your childhood again and again and again. And again, I don't even love it, but it's just... It really ruined... I don't think I'll ever watch Saved by the Bell again after having seen that. Like, it, Or I will ever watch it the same way, for sure. 
But um, so uh, we we meet him and he's obsessed with this this chess game named Pamela, and like Screech. But he named, named Pamela. He named Pamela, and again, Screech was always weird. But this is a weird that makes I don't even know how to describe it. It's like if Sheldon. And Howard from the Big Bang Theory had a kid or something creepy like that. Like, it's it's super upsetting. Like, he just does not come across as, like, a, a normal human being in any respect. So he's he's talking to this thing like it's a person in the room with him. And he's talking about how he's in love with her. He's playing chess with the thing, obviously. And it's like, it's like saying, you're so great, Screech, you're so great. It's just... Ah, it's un, it's un- and he won't allow, like, a woman to buy it. It's the last one in the store, too. Just buy it yourself. He's an adult. Like, you can want something and buy it. Like, what are we watching? I wrote in my notes at this point, why is Screech? (laughs) Yes, honestly. Like, okay, maybe you could claim it's, like, a super expensive thing, but they never mention that. They don't, it seems to be, like, it's a sale, if anything, because it's, like, a seasonal time, but... You just be like, hey, let's let's decide because I want to buy it, and Belton would be fine with that. Like, Belton obviously, like, caters to him when he should never have... He should have been fired years ago at this point, I'm sure. So should Belton. But, um, so... He never should have been hired! (laughs) Or they shouldn't have gone into business at an electronic store. But so, so Screech has, like, got this this chess thing, this little game of chess, and it's got this... Chess Whiz 2000. It has this, like, Siri-esque voice where it's, you know, Hi, Screech, you did great today. So that's why he's in love with it, is it sounds like a woman who likes him. Which, again, I'm not trying to claim, like, I don't think that he's anything resembling a leading man or anything, but it's not out of this world that you'd have somebody, you could just have him date some other weirdo. Like, you don't need to throw a chess machine at him. Like, my God. Remember when Tori Spelling was on the original show and they dated? Good times. Good God. But so, that was like the only thing that was ever excuse, was ever good for was dating Tori Spelling. Oh man! But so he he's like obsessed with the, the game, and we're already well. You have to get like right into it with him because he's immediately fending off potential customers because they want the machine. He's like, no, I'm in love with it. Again, gotta be in his late twenties. Must be making a somewhat decent money, at least some money. Just ask for the buy it. Like, why is this a thing? And also. Why are we sitting through another hour, basically, of him running around the town trying to steal the thing back? But so, um, so he he's doing that. But meanwhile, we the the charity incentive is kind of already driving people a little crazy. Well, uh, well, here isn't he? Uh, isn't this where he has to go to the back, and that's when Belding sells it? Yeah, Belding. No, that's a little bit later on. But yeah, eventually Belding does sell it. Oh yeah. But um. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sorry. I skipped fast in my notes because I was just like. In the yeah, honestly, I was like, why is he working at the mall? He's a principal. There's more than once that I had to like pause and make sure I didn't like fall asleep while I was watching it because mm-hmm. it just didn't. I was like, wait, what just happened? Why are they talking about this? And honestly, some of the times I went back and there was no explanation, so it was worthless. <laughs> but yeah, so here, but so, yeah, we're, they they switched over one for the the charity and the yeah. girl in charge of the the gym, especially. She's really going like gung ho. She's like cold, like, basically cold calling nerds all over the mall. And Lindsay McKean also hasn't kind of hasn't aged either. No, she looks. Very I mean, she's young. not still trying to play teenagers, but like, like Lawson style. Yeah, but so she she walks up to some nerds and she's like, "Hey, um, do you guys want to join the gym?" Plus, like, she's I think she does the best job of being like a realistic teenager trying to get five hundred dollars. She goes up and she says, "Look, it's she might be the only like." decent person in this entire show. Right, and she like, says to at them, this point. she says to them very honestly, 
if you'd like to come to the gym, uh, it's a good time, plus 10% of it goes to charity. Like, that's the perfect way to get somebody to join a gym, basically. And these two nerds are just like, uh, I don't really do that. I, one nerd says, We just stay in and play on our laptops yeah, he, and watch Xena. He says, That's what he says. He says, sorry, all our time is spent on the internet, especially in Xena chat rooms. I was like, these kids are awesome. Leave them alone, child. <laughs> but so, uh, he, he, they relent because obviously she's like, well, wouldn't you love your own personal trainer? And they're like, oh, a girl. <laughs> and so they both decide to go. She's like going to give them all handies by the end of this episode. I'm like, this is going to go. They they do really say dark. she's the first person to hold her hand, so she does give him a handy in some ways. But so, <laughs> they uh, they are like the cool dudes now, and they like go walking with her over to the gym to sign up. So she's getting people. She, you already know that like, the game is on, like everyone's trying to get their stuff. Um, Screech. Honestly, she should win. She should like, win, of course she That's how it should end. It shouldn't even be between the two idiots. And at least like, her, she should win. hers, I said before, makes the most sense, because that is a kind of job where you need to pretty much just cold call people into joining. Like, you don't have to cold call them and join a gym, but you're going to try and sell it more than the rest of them would, because they're just really just re- retail, like, kids working in retail do not need to be selling things. Nobody mm. else, you're not selling tickets to a movie. If they're going to see a movie, they've already decided to see a movie. You don't go out of your way. You're not, like, a a marketing company who's putting like trailers online like it's bizarre yeah they're not like the mall like hey you want to go see a movie like no exactly you don't have like an extra two hours to sit through a movie like it's i know it's the 90s so maybe it's an hour and a half but my god it just makes no sense but so <laughs> there were no two hour movies in the 90s I know, right but uh so besides that though like everyone else is sort of amped up as well but they don't even really see her doing that it's just sort of you slowly see everybody else's tension build so Screech is walking down, and the two movie guys are trying to sell him to see this movie called Sludge Monster, which, again, I'm like, I'm with Screech for once in my life. That sounds disgusting. I have no interest in it, although he has I mean, seen it already, so who knows. I was really just bummed that we didn't see the classic Saved by the Bell movie theater set, which is just, like, four rows of chairs. Yes! I loved that! Oh, I loved that. That was the best. But yeah, so he... He, um, he's like, oh, I don't really want to see it. I already saw it. And they start throwing all these goodies at him, which I want to know where they're getting all this, like, custom merchandise to sell. Not even sell, just to give away to people. They have, they have, like, a free hat, a free shirt, a free bucket of sludge. And you're supposed to believe that he, they're just throwing that at him in order to come get him to see the movie. And then movies are not, like, a nonstop thing. Like, you'd have lulls of nobody coming by for two hours because everybody's in the theater. Like, I, nothing makes sense. Nothing makes sense for a second. And so, um, so they... I mean, I wish, I wish that the movie they were seeing was Two Shots of the Scream. And did you, have you listened to Go Bayside, the podcast? No, but it sounds great. <laughs> well, you need to, where she, like, watches all, like, original, and, like, one episode, uh, it's, like, the episode where, um, uh, Zach is going, like, on all these dates with girls, like, everyone's setting him up, and they keep, keep going to the same damn movie, and all you hear on the screen is, like, two gunshots and then a scream, so they, like... They decided to call the movie, like, on the podcast, they decided to call it Two Shots and a Scream, and I'm like, I kind of wish that was the movie that all these people were going to see. amazing, yeah. But, yeah, it's a very very good podcast. Recommend it. So, uh, run, don't walk, everyone listening. Don't listen to our podcast. Listen to Go Bayside. All right. But, so, um, so, they, they're trying to sell their stuff, which, again, makes no sense, but they're doing it. And, um, we also see the teen machine, which is the girl in charge of the club. Again, makes no sense that a child be in charge of any type of club, even if it is for teens. Um, she tries to convince, well, she convinces successfully Eric, their friend Eric, to rap. 
in order to get people to come in the door. Now, again, right, my first note about the team machine is in parentheses. What the fuck is team machine? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't understand. They keep mentioning it. Like everyone should know they what a show team it. machine is. I still don't know what it no, is. It's just like a random room. I'm like, again, it sounds ominous, but so they. <laughs> it looks like like a teen hangout for like a cult. It looks like the center, like uh, an updated version of the center from Boy Meets World. <laughs> It's it's like, does. It, it just, it just oh, no. less rustic. It's the center. Oh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna drop a. If you don't know what we're talking about, you, I, I, you're dead on. That's exactly what it looks like. It is. It's it's like all open and weird and like high ceilings and creepy and I hate it. Um, but so like, where do those little later in the episode? Where do those little kids go? And she's like, hey, let's, let me show you around. They like turn a corner. Where do they go? Is that like where they go get like the personality test? No idea. No, because the center I, is definitely Scientology before it was cool to make fun of Scientology. Again, Boy Meets World before it's time. Um, but so, uh, they, they're kind of all hanging, everyone's kind of hanging around, and she convinces him to rap. So then he just proceeds to rap. I, okay. Doesn't he sing? No, he raps this time. It's rapping. Oh, believe me, it's rapping. So he- Are you sure? Yeah, I'm positive. And- Well, there's lots of woos from the yeah. audience. I remember that. Oh my god. So first, my reaction, at least they finally do address this soon afterwards. I was like, why wouldn't you rap for your own store if you're good at rapping? That's the best way to do this. Like, it doesn't make any sense. So he does realize that soon after, thank God. Otherwise, it would have made no sense. But she convinces him to rap for her store, even though they're in competition with one another. And he just does it because he has an ego, I guess. And there's already wooing from the crowd just from the concept of him rapping. So I'm like, oh, I guess we're supposed to be excited for this. <laughs> I don't know. I guess he's rapped in other episodes or something. And like I said, he's gone on to do other stuff or... He came from having done other stuff, so... Well, what's the band he's in? Thank you. Uh, but so he he says, he stands up in the crowd, and I'm, I'm not gonna rap, but I'll read off what he says. He says, here at the team machine, we're waiting for you. It's the place to go to for something fun to do. If you want a snack, we've got drinks and chips. If you want to dance, just move your hips. Here at the team machine, I'll wait for you. <laughs> it was created by, like... A perp. <laughs> Since arrested for creating right? the Right? Like, and then this girl's, like, running it because they're in jail. And, like, I don't, <laughs> I don't get what we're supposed to take away from that. Like, nothing, like, we're waiting for you? Like, that's so creepy. Is this supposed to be the new, like, Max since they, like, oh, yeah, got rid of, of everything? It has to be. That's exactly what I said But before, there's but nothing there. Like, it's, it's just an empty, it's so empty space. And the confusing thing, it's not even like they're there. It's like a restaurant that is also, like, a club. It's, it looks to me like when you walk into the place, there's just a bunch of stools and a table and then empty floor. Yeah. Like, there's no actual, like, thing behind it. It's not, like, a refurbished Max set, which you would think... And it's not even, like, there's, like, a bar behind that for for serving, like, you know, Shirley Temples or something. Like, nothing is there. It's just a bunch of people sitting... It's, like, basically a study hall is pretty much what it is. But you would not make a whole store at a mall in the Palisade. That'd be ridiculous. It'd be a waste of money. You'd do something with it, my God. But so... She's somehow selling tickets to go there for some reason. I don't even understand. They do have... It says... It says in the rap, I have... If you need a snack, we've got drinks and chips. No one there's eating. It looks like it's strictly for dancing, so I I don't really buy that, but regardless, that's supposed to be a part of it. No one is doing anything. And the whole, like... It's, there's nothing happening. And it's only until later on that we find out that you can dance there, because when he says, if you want to dance, just move your hips, I thought that was, like, a non-sequitur, where he was just, like, commenting on how the fact that you have hips, you can dance. Yeah. <laughs> The way he the way he talks to the girls who are watching him in the audience too, like they're absolutely smitten with him. They're like, Oh my god And when they when he goes closer to her afterwards he finishes his little rap, she hugs him and I was like, He's not a celebrity. What are we what are we all pretending here? 
This isn't Moesha where we have somebody who's accidentally a famous R and B artist. Like get Oh god, this is Moesha. Or or fucking sister sister. Like those are all examples of when you had an actual R and B person who when they sang, it was like winking to the camera like Oh, they're, like, pretty good for a kid. Haha, <laughs> they're a best-selling Grammy artist or something. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that makes more sense to <laughs> Oh, me. Roger. But, like, this made no sense. And they acted like it was, like, some big deal. The audience is losing their goddamn minds. And, uh, but meanwhile, Screech, uh, having not, like, sold the, uh, the computer the first time, he full-on says no to another customer by basically saying, get the hell out of here. And uh, when he does leave, she leaves, he goes and gets something for Belding in the back room. I Honestly, I try to take notes for some of the stuff. That's just, I don't, he went and got something from the back room. I don't care what it was. I don't know why. I don't care. I don't have the patience. This is where I asked why a screech. Yes. And so he goes to the back room to get something for Belding. And Belding sees another customer who's interested in this thing. Because apparently it's a hot ticket. And uh, he sells it to him, like, sight unseen. Yeah, it's the last thing. Yeah, his dad is living in an old folks home. All, the only pleasure he gets is chess. And this will be like, nice for him. And it's a nice setup. Yeah. I think it's it's good enough. And so he decides to just sell it to him without talking to Screech. Like an adult. Well, you didn't have to talk Exactly, to like an adult. Like an adult should. And when Screech comes back out and he finds out that he'd done so, he freaks out as if... Someone set him on fire. Like, it is... My poor Pam's with a stranger. He won't know how to push her buttons. That's... Disgusting. And so, um... So he... He freaks out. Drops to his knees and screams out, No! And, like, before he does that, though, he does react like he's been stabbed. No no joke. Uh, but it, it is super weird because the audience actually gets a minute and goes like... Aww. And I'm like, what? He's talking about a computer. And he's not even that upset about it. What are we awing here? He's just kind of, like, upset. Like, he's not fr- he's not actually crying. Like, it's ridiculous. It's way overreacting. And the audience freaks out. And then when he drops to the ground, he, uh, um... Well, I, even before that, though, I, like, going back to this audience, how awful and obviously, hopefully canned it was... Um, when the, when Belding first sells the thing, or says he's gonna sell it, the audience goes, Oh! <laughs> yeah, big cat. It's like, this is a Oz, that he's only had for one other scene. Calm down, everyone. It, it was I don't so understand dumb. the audience awing at him, like, being so sad. Like, no! Even no! if it was a if that was a real audience doing that, I, I pray for those people, and I'm not even religious, but so, so he, he, um... He freaks out, and he, like, cries out on the ground, Stella, basically, where he's just like, no, Pamela, and freaks out. And, the, like, the camera does a terrible, like, you know, uh, up into the air dolly shot. It's, it's everything bad. It's just upsetting. And, uh, meanwhile, uh, Eric has used his new rapping success to promote his own store, which I was at least thankful for that they didn't have him do that for her store. Like, him getting the $500, which is, like, completely pointless. But he, he does go ahead and do it for himself, because he says, why am, I, why am I not doing this for my store? So then we get the other amazing rap, which I, I wrote down here. The rap is, again, unintelligible, because he's he's rapping in a way that if you're not paying attention, it's going to sound like he's doing something. Like, he doesn't have terrible rhythm. It's not good, but you can he can hold a tune, clearly. So if you're just, like, not paying attention, it sort of seems like, okay, I guess this is okay. See, I swear he's, I swear he's singing this entire time. He might be singing it, like, in a, a rappy way, but he's singing. Well, I, it, it is in a rappy he's way. He's definitely right. singing. Well, it's, it's... And given, like, your, like, 
ability to carry a tune, Mora. I'm gonna like pull rank on you for this. But he does say that I'm I'm rapping, so he he does he's, he does mention he raps like later on. So he's not a good rapper exactly. and is not coming it's, across as rap. He's rapping like like Drake style, where it's like half singing, half rapping. So he goes like um, it, he's singing an R and B too. Yeah, and it, attempting to. And he, he's he so slow at it, and it just comes across as like really bad rapping. So he goes. It's the holiday season, so much to do, but don't forget reptiles, and you'd oh, love God. to. <laughs> Why are there so many goddamn reptiles? I don't know. And he says, Barry the lizard doesn't have a home. Sally the salamander is all alone. Buy them. Take these rats, that's all we have. Buy them, and they'll give you love for Christmas. <laughs> that's his right all Yes, down. of course I did. I'm a professional. It's like, there was nothing oh, yeah. else going on in this episode. I was like, this is what you focus on. <laughs> Well, you're not focusing on anything else that's ever happened in an episode of television. <laughs> but so, like, honestly, the fact that he says Barry the Lizard doesn't have a home, and he's holding a salamander while he raps this, for the record. Or maybe the lizard. He's holding one of them while he's rapping, which is just, again, doubly upsetting. And, he, he again, he's saying, that's the end of the rap or, or song, the R&B song, he, he goes, buy them and they'll give you love for Christmas. That doesn't match anything. Like, what are you, what? What? Like, it didn't make any sense. And so, uh, the girl, I don't remember her name either, but the, the girl who's in charge of the, the team machine, she well, sees him- Maria. 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 Yeah, because Maria Lopez, oh, don't right. forget. How could I forget Maria Lopez? <laughs> Maria sees him doing this, and she's like, what the hell? This is my idea. You stole it. And he's like, well, it's my voice. I'm the one singing R&B smooth tunes. I'm the one who should be, you know, benefiting from it. Does he say smooth tunes? <laughs> no. You're too white, Mora. This is why I can't. I can't listen to I'm you. I'm sorry, but so he he reacts like it's my it's my talent. I should be making I should be making a profit off of it. Which again, I said that makes sense to me. And she reacts like, "How dare you?" I'm like, "No, he that's a he's absolutely in the right." Like it doesn't like she did a, he did a favor for her. He was gonna get her money to buy a a fucking watch for her boyfriend. Like it's stupid. And so he says to her like. <laughs> He thinks he's gonna get something for his mom. Yeah, his was sweet. Came out of nowhere. That was sweet. He says, "Okay, so, so right after this, they say like, and it, like they don't go back on it either. Like he's like, he I'm getting something for, for my mom. mom. I like that. I'm like, that's a nice touch. Like, and it makes her buying. Yeah, so then Maria shitty, looks even more like shit. Yeah, it makes her buying a shitty watch for her terrible boyfriend <laughs> more pointless. But so, right after this, after he raps about. The fucking salamander and lizard. This little girl's like, "Can we give Larry?" Or little girl or boy, a little kid says, "Can we give Larry a home?" And the mom's like, "You bet." And Sally too. I'm like, "Well, no one's gonna what?" <laughs> like that doesn't make sense. He's bought two things because someone was doing some some R and B jam in front of a pet store. Like, you're a terrible parent. Get out of here. But so uh, also in the meantime, while they're having a little argument about him stealing her idea for rapping slash R and Bing, the Oh my god, you're so white. r and being? I know. Uh, just stop talking. r and singing, I guess I should say. But the, the just stop it. Just say singing. singing. Just say singing. singing. I'll say singing. Thank no, you. No, that it's R&B from here on out. But, stop <laughs> it! But so, it's not R&B just because he's black. I just brought it up because I'm like, that would be closer to what you were trying to say. Well, I guess, it, but I thought it was kind of like he has just, a, a beat behind It's just because he's black. It's just because it's just he's black more. Just stop. Oh. Just stop. But, You're going into dangerous territory. Okay. I, thought there was some, I thought there was some kind of a... Uh, anyway, so I, nope. I don't want to rewatch nope. it and find nope. out. I'll take nope. the word for it. <laughs> um, so, uh, they... The faux president girl who's in charge of the mall itself. Again, makes... Liz or Liv? Makes no Liz? sense. I think it's Liz. 
I think you're right. I'm going with Liz. But so she she comes back and she's like, "Good job, team. You're all your sales are up. Everything's really good." And um uh we get eventually we get the two people from the charity show up. But she's like, "Oh yeah." Uh, oh yeah, and this is after like because uh, they see the movie taken, and even they're like, oh, "Yeah, this is for a great cause." See, no one is into like the gift card that much besides these two assholes. Well, no, even this though, when she shows up and tells that to them, because it's it's um, Maria and Eric are standing there, and he, she's just confronting him about the singing, and she's like, "Why would you do this for me without me?" Blah blah, and he um he says to her like. Oh well, I just wanted to do singing for my own store. If it's if it's, it's a really logical thing, and then he says I'm gonna get a present for my mom. It's really sweet, and he says I even glued antlers on the rattlesnake. It's on, and it's like oh that's cute. But up until that point, until the other the Liz girl shows up and talks about the sale, he actually they both react like oh yeah right for charity that's cool. Like they forgot absolutely that it was about charity. So not that he's yeah even- they're assholes. We're all the friends. Are pretty much just doing this for charity. I guess so. I mean, they're. I mean, I think the one girl definitely because she brings it up, but the other two are just idiots. Who knows with them? Um, but so they're. He's now buying they're, something nice for his. I guess the idiots are like, hey, you know, it's a great cause or whatever. Yeah, but I guess. yeah, you're right. Then they get upset when they're like they're stealing movie ticket customers or whatever. I, it's hard to even tell. It's, no one makes sense in this. No one's. No one's motivation is a, is a straight because line. Because none of this works like exactly. real life at all. And then we get another song where he is. Oh God! Why are there so many songs? I don't know. And I'm so upset. I didn't sign on for this. And he says, "Puppies and kittens get home for Christmas." Uh, but there's one pet who... Oh, Too bad we don't sell them at our store. I wish that's how it's... <laughs> I know, right? He says, puppies and kittens get home for Christmas, but there's one pet who always gets dissed. And he starts to talk about the spider, and then she comes up... Of course he does! Of course. And she comes up and tries... No, dissed. it would make way more sense if it was, like, a, a store for just reptiles, but I don't think it... I think... It would not have a good profit margin. It would not be in Palisades Mall, though. Right, or it would be, like, a that's specialty place that you had to, like, drive out to get, like... Like you know, amphibian stuff. Like that makes sense to me. If it's that would definitely not be at a mall. <laughs> no, exactly. It would be like in the middle of like a bit between like two lumber retailers or something. But so, uh, so he's like, oh yeah, like um, this is great, and he's singing, blah blah. And she comes up and like switches his amp over, and it makes him sound like a chipmunk. You're, I mean, he's not an adult, so I'm I'm wrong in saying that you're an adult. But you're a, almost a grown man. Just go over and turn the knob back. What are you doing? Like he reacts as if she just like cut the cord and everything's ruined. It's it's an amp. She just turned the knob to a different level. Like, what are you doing? What is this show that we're trying to take? What is Time Machine? I don't understand. But so he he his voice becomes like chipmunk sounds, and everyone everyone just decides to leave. I'm like, just pull the plug. You have a pretty good projecting voice. Just sing without a mic. Like, it's not the end of the world. Yeah, I'm sure there are pretty good acoustics in this tiny mall. Like, it's crazy. It's not like there are such high ceilings that, like, your voice right. is going to get lost. And it's like, I I understand, like, you know, you, you don't want to sound stupid, but then just drop the mic. The mic won't pick you up. You'll just be able to sing fine. It's stupid. It was a completely pointless scene. And he gets really offended because he's like, what the hell? I thought we were friends. And she's like, ah, uh, you're, you're terrible. You stole my idea. This sucks. Blah, blah, blah. And and he's like, and you know what? Like, this is probably a plot that would have worked better in the original show, just because at least we those characters we all know are self centered. Right. Like, 
it basically it, it it makes sense. This show apparently things change so rapidly on a day to day basis. That's what you're, I mean. That's the thing is it's it's straight up unintelligible. It's it makes no sense. Nobody's motivation and, makes sense in this whole episode, let alone I'm. Like I said before, episode. this show is very poor with pacing. Right. It makes no sense that we get like really nothing of the two idiot boys or like Lindsay McKeon's character. Who, honestly, I would rather, like, oh, follow yeah, she's in there for, like, Or even the Liz character, because, like, what do you do? The, the McKean character, she's there for maybe three scenes. And uh, three scenes are all, and they're like, very short scenes. Piece. Like, it's crazy. And she still does better work. But so, um, yeah. so she... She's literally the best, the single best actor in this entire episode. Absolutely. I'm, like, I'm not afraid to say and that there at all. Two, there were several very old adults in this, so that says a lot. But, um, so she, she, um, the, uh, Maria says to Eric, like, hey, like, what's wrong with you? Why would you do this? And he's like, hey, you heard charity, too. And it's, like, the first time they actually, like, considered the fact that the charities have been involved, really, even though they got, like, a fucking reminder earlier when she first told them about the incentive. Um, but they said, like, oh, yeah, I never really thought about that. Well, I'm not gonna do anything with the charity until I get the watch back, so you're still screwed. Like, it's... It's crazy to me that there has these are like the main plots of the episode, and again, it's about people being terrible to children and being terrible to needy. Like how uninteresting a motivator for your main characters to have. Like, woo! I can't wait to not root for you, you piece of shit. But so, um, you know, what's actually really strange mm-hmm. to think because I because this is the second uh, actor I was just looking at recently. It's so weird that like, these. These cast members, they're all, like, early 30s. They're all, like, pretty close to our age, too. So it's, it's just so strange to think. I'm like, oh, yeah, they're, like, p- probably plenty old by now. It's like, no, like, Lindsay McKean's only 33 right now. Crazy. She just turned 33. It's insane to me. Because they're young. They're like, they're young so young. young. Yeah, they're, like, again, so young. like, 15 to 19. I don't think anybody... And what, like, a terrible experience to have. No, no nobody less. I can't imagine this was, like, a fun show to work on. I can't imagine it, honestly. Let us know. Especially the way they just churn kids if out. one of the random, like, like meat puppets that were in the revolving door of Save the Bell, the new class, let us know. But so, um, so they... Uh, I don't get one. Yeah, it won't be anyone we want. Oh, but um, let's... Can you please be Bianca Lawson or Lindsay McKeon? You're the only one you really want to talk uh, to, I guess. Sarah Lancaster, oh, yeah, too. Sarah Lancaster. If you're any of the dudes, eh. not really. Oh, we make an exception. I mean, Richard Lee Jackson, maybe. Oh. But so, um, so they, <laughs> so they, they argue about, like, charity, like, who fucking cares? As long as we win out, we'll, we'll deal with charity afterwards. Like, Again, and they do it in front of the charity lady. Like, like, well, that's later on. That's even worse. Like the first, that, mm-hmm. the, after they have the first interaction with the charity lady, they should really like get their shit together. Instead, they're just terrible. But so everyone's doing great. Everyone, the the, the lines are really long at the movie theater. They're getting people coming into the gym, into the teen machine, into the pet store. But this is the, the point where machine. like I guess everyone gets annoyed at them for doing well, at each other for doing well. So they start sabotaging one another. Then someone. Well, no, it's just those two assholes sabotaging everyone. Right. It's not like everyone else, like everyone is staying in their lane, basically. <laughs> and it's just Eric. I think it's Eric and and the one girl. They go over to Maria. Maria, they go Maria come on, just think Mario Lopez. Just think Mario. I keep you have almost saying Mario. That's the problem. But so um, so they go over to the movie line, and he starts talking about how like the movies they're gonna see are super scary, and it's like freaking the parents, the kids out, so they leave. So they're basically just manipulating things to their favor, pretty much. Which is, again, again, very lovely holiday sentiment for needy children is to, your priority should be winning $500. Um, but so, uh, they... I mean, the episode is titled Seasons Greed Ings. And in case we couldn't figure out what the, the episode was about, like, 
unlike the rest of the episodes, it's greed, hyphen, and ings. Like, show. So bad. And so, um, everyone's doing great. Um, they get the people, they start pulling people off the movie line because they want to win. And then, um, they, uh, they also go up to the McKeon character. Even she gets a little greedy because she goes up to somebody who's going to join the gym and she's targeting people a little more aggressively than she was before. Um, mm-hmm. but she... But ultimately, oh, I can say that she cares, at least cares a little bit about Yeah, security. oh yeah. I can't say that about yeah. Toodle D and Toodle Dumb. Yeah, and then the one, the one kid's like, well, I, I went to the team machine because she held my hand and she's the first girl to hold my hand. I'm like, oh, this show sucks. And so the McKean character's like, well, they'll slow dance with, oh no, she's trying to, oh, you're right, it's it's actually, I'm wrong. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Maria and Eric are the only ones stealing people's uh, yeah. Right, because again, it was so hard to follow at first. I forgot who was who. Yeah, so it's Maria who comes to the she's, gym. She's stealing from and... uh, from the gym, and he's stealing from the movie theater for people. And mm-hmm. so she convinces them to come to the team machine because people will slow dance with him there, which is a, probably a bold faced lie. And he's he promises that he can bring his laptop. Yes, because the other like, place people weren't allowed to bring a laptop. Um, so he he follows her over to the team machine. And uh, he says, you know, oh... Well, you can bring, of course you can bring your laptop to the team machine. There's nothing there. It, it's a study hall. That's what I'm saying. It, it doesn't you make sense. You can't plug it in, but, like, you can bring it there. Oh, my God. And so uh, we also get more screech that we don't need. Um, he's, like, sighing, upset. The characterization, again, is... This is where it hits fever pitch. It's been bad up until this point. But this scene especially... He is behaving like a full-on, like, a child's, like, child TV show. I mean, this is a kid's show, but he he's acting out in a way that you would if you were, like, a performer for, like, three-year-olds. Like, he's so, so over the top. Like, this show is definitely targeted younger than the original Saved by the Bell by this point, because, again, they were in college by, by the end of the show. But, like... This is as if he's targeting six-year-olds because he's doing like weird faces and movement stuff. And again, physical comedy is physical comedy, but this isn't even physical comedy. This is just like making weird like expressions and stuff to the point where you think like kids are just gonna be like, "Oh my god, he's making a weird face!" Like it's not even. It's just baffling. And so he's making these weird faces and contorting his body all weird, and he's just like, "Oh." Uh, I, I'm, I miss my chess game, mama. And the guy from earlier comes back to return it because it won't stop saying Screech. Well, no, he doesn't even come back to return it. He comes back to get it fixed. Oh, yeah, exactly. He comes back to get it fixed because it's saying Screech instead of anybody else's name and he doesn't want his dad to have yeah. something that says they Screech didn't have, all the time. They didn't have any other available. Just, like, the, the test one, basically. Stupid. So only had, like, Absolutely stupid. And so he, instead of fixing it... If they went so fast, they should have ordered more. Right. It's absolutely the first thing they should be. Or, but okay, yes, sir, come back tomorrow. We'll have another set. Like, come on. Or there's not a single other, like, electronic store in the area. Like, come on. But so he, he's like, oh, no, um, you know, I, it's not working. And Screech, instead of being nice and helping him fix it, pretty much just says, well, I'll give you a refund. And, like, okay, this is what I've been getting to. He's acting... Like, Gollum is what he's basically behaving like. Yes. If that's what I've, I, I, my brain has been getting there and I couldn't describe it. That's what he's doing. His, phys- it, this is pre-Lord of the Rings, so he's really kind of, like, prescient in a weird way. But so you're saying that <laughs> Lord of the Rings ripped off the of the new class. <laughs> you're saying, I am! Apparently happened. I am. I'm telling you. Wow, Mora. Wow. If you watch this, it is so, it's exactly what it is. He absolutely is ripping off Gollum, or even by accident. But, like, he's, he's doing, like, He's crouched over like an old like witch, <laughs> and he's he's just everything about it is just weird as hell and and bizarre. And by the time the guy decides to leave, 
he claims he's going to give him a refund, and I don't think he's even had him written his name down before he basically screams him out of the store like a goblin. Like, uh, it didn't even make sense. I don't know what we're supposed to follow here. It just seemed unappealing to watch. I was, like, upset watching it, because I'm like, I don't want to watch this. It's like, obsca- it's like watching a, a weird, like, Kubrick thing or something. I don't know. It was weird. But so, anyway, so he is, freaks the guy out, runs him out of the store, uh, Belding comes back oh. and, and... Oh my god! Yeah. I'm on Wiki Wikipedia, and there's the most insane story what? on Wikipedia ever. So, in the late 90s, she was involved with Scott Sterling, son of Donald Sterling. Oh my god. The day she broke up with Scott Sterling, a fight ensued between Scott Sterling and his friend Philip, uh, Philip Scheid, whom Sterling thought was trying to steal McKeon from him, resulting in Scheid being shot by Sterling with a shotgun. Did he die? I don't. I don't think so. I hope not. Oh my god! But this was like when this show aired. Yeah. This whoa! Was, whoa! Whoa! <laughs> this is prior to this episode, yeah. probably. Mm-hmm. Right? When does this happen? When does the shooting happen? Does this it, was 1999. Yeah. Does it say when though, or in late? It was. Uh, it was in Donald Sterling's home too. Oh my god. I guess it could have been filmed prior to that, though, but I, mm-hmm. it definitely aired, like, let's see, December 5th. Oh, 98. This is 98, so... Okay, the, the victim was shot from behind from at least 15 feet away. Holy shit. He, sh- like, shot him in the back. Ooh, did he die? To- let's see, so this is from 2000 Story in LA Times Magazine. Uh, together they had met a young actress, and over a period of months, both became involved with her. She is Lindsay McKeon, then 17, of Studio City, an actress on the TV sitcoms Opposite Sex and Saved by the Bell in New Class. Sterling had strong feelings for McKeon. Shine would later say of his friend, he gets crazy when it comes to her. McKeon had driven unannounced to the Sterling's walled mansion. She wanted to hand deliver a letter to Sterling, with whom she had broken off relations. She parked behind the back entrance on Crescent Drive. Sterling walked out of the house and joined her. She told him investigators later. The two hugged and began to talk. Then Shide walked around the corner from Beverly onto Crescent and up to them. Shide claims he'd just come to make peace, but Sterling apparently thought Shide's rival was prearranged to embarrass him. Shide would later tell police that she immediately went face-to-face in anger, and Sterling then asked Shide to come in- onto his property. McKeon stayed by her car. Once on the property, the two men argued and started to fight. Each man later accused the other of brandishing a knife, <laughs> but neither was cut! What? In Shide's pocket was a non-fireable starter's pistol what? that belonged to Sterling. What? Why would he have a starter? What the fuck? Rich white boys with their I know, right? Oh my god. McKean heard the arguing, then she couldn't see them. After they stopped fighting. starter pistol? Are they like right driving? Sterling grabbed a Mossberg Model 500C 20 gauge shotgun that Shad later told police had been leaning against the wall outside the mansion. He ejected some shells, apparently in a show of bravado. Out on the street, McKean heard the shells being ejected. Then a car containing three teenage acquaintances pulled up and slowed to a crawl. Rebecca Duffy, 18, of Los Angeles, was the driver. They began to exchange greetings with McKean. This is really detailed. Inside the property, Shad says, he noticed the starter pistol had fallen out of his pocket during the fight. He picked it up along with the knife he had said Sterling dropped during their struggle. Sterling then pointed the shotgun at him. Shad claims he, he turned and began to walk away. Sterling fired a shot. Shad said he then started to run. A second shot hit him in the lower legs as he was about to exit the property the same way he had entered, through an open electronic gate to the driveway. On the street, the four teenagers heard two loud bangs, two to three seconds apart. Stunned, they thought the first shot was a firecracker. But an instant after the second shot, they saw a figure stumble through the gateway 
away from the Sterling property and fall down. It was shot, bleeding from both legs. 18 holes were in the back of uh, his big star uh, vintage blue jeans. Jesus Christ. So I guess Sterling, wait, wait, wait. Sterling later told investigators, according to a magazine story, he did not see McKean at all at the night of the shooting. He says the fight began after he walked outside the mansion for a smoke and discovered Shine sneaking around the ground inside the walls. What? He says Shine attacked him, pulling a knife, so he threatened to call police and ran into the house. Once he gra- inside, he grabbed a shotgun and some shells, then glanced out the kitchen window and found Shine looking at him from the carpet doorway. What? I don't... I, like... I would like to believe the first account. Why is it? And basically, the money. The behind the scenes story that we. I'm guessing Sterling, like, Donald Sterling, like, paid off Shide to, like, not press charges. Jesus Christ. That's what it seems like. That's insane. Oh my god. And they did. But Shide survived, it seems like, Mm -hmm. because he's telling his. Yeah, that screams like. Rich pe- person payoff, right? Oh yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, the fact that he didn't Allegedly. like, yeah, he didn't get like charged, and all all of a sudden, like his friend, like just breaking into his house God. and everything. That's insane. That's insane. That is, that's baffling. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Oh man. But insane. <laughs> Lizzie McKeon has had an interesting life. That happened less than a year after this, though. So, like, keep that in mind. It works that mentally. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, my God. But so, like, Screech is behaving as equally insane. Like, he, he is, like, uh, freaking out again, talking to the he, laptop. He might just shoot someone. Business. Or brandish a knife. <laughs> brandish a knife. That's the best sentence. But so he, um, he, he freaked out. That the guy returned and he's excited, like, oh, I'm, it's my baby, she's back, essentially. But when uh, Belding comes back in from the other room, he says, oh, he returned it? I'm surprised, because he said that there's nothing more than his ailing father in a retirement home could use besides, you know, chest to keep him company. He said he'd love that thing. And Screech, uh, uh, like, a little bit upset, he's just like, oh, well, this well, whatever, is like it's mine after now. a bit of just Belding pussing footing around, it's like, Screech is like, he, he returned it, blah, blah, blah. Like, Screech grabs it from the guy and is like, well, we'll mail you a refund. Like, like I wish no. we could describe it better. If you don't see the episode, he literally grabs it from him and then essentially, like, like, he's like, like, hisses at him like a cat. Like, it's so weird. Like, it's a weird portrayal of any character, let alone a character we've not known until this point to be that insane. Like, he's definitely crazy, but... He's not like an animal. Like he's acting like a genuine animal. It's crazy, and so he's um, feral at this point. Yeah, yeah, he is feral. It's it, it's it's basically Gollum. It's Gollum with hair. Uh, but so uh, Belding just like, oh, I'm amazed, and and he's surprised that the guy went back on his decision to buy it so quickly because it seemed perfect fit for him. And Screech has no real remorse yet, but he still like hears that and thinks like, well, whatever. I mean, I want it more. You know, he's just kind of writing it off like it's still a good idea that he took it. And um, he so he sighs and like whatever, and he's like, at least I got my thing back. Like would that obviously be addressed later on, or I wasn't even sure that was like the wrap up of that whole plot because it could have been because nothing makes sense. Because honestly, I guess the guy did write his mail address instead of being like, uh, can I talk to your manager? <laughs> Right, like, you're a lunatic. You are a full-on lunatic. You just chased me out of your store hissing, essentially. <laughs> but so, um, back at the tea machine party, there's, like, a ton of awkward nerds dancing around. It's it's such a terrible... They got their stress test. Like, they're they're good so to go. Weird. 
Oh god, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. But so the lady in charge of the charity um, shows up, and now we know to be a very common theme in, in shows about kids getting things from charity. She brings. I'm surprised there's not a. She's right behind me, isn't she? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? So the, she brings these two poor kids, and you're supposed to be pretty much just incentivize further, like, see the good you're doing, isn't this great, what a great partnership, and she's going on and on about how nice it is to be working with them all, and how it's a great, like, you know, charity, and they're all such good kids, and then, of course, uh, Maria is there, temporarily like, talking to her, like, oh, thank you, ma'am, and so that kind of stuff, then we have Eric coming uh, up, running out, like, hey, you spread a rumor that my rabbits have rabies, and then he's like, well, I brought a rat to freak out all the kids. So he throws a rat on the ground, and everyone freaks out and runs. What? And then they all get into a screaming Seriously, whoever owns it, like, the pedophile who owns the store needs to, like, fire <laughs> her for allowing this. I'm like, this is fucked them over for... Right. That's a code violation. Yeah. Too. You can't have people talking about... She should like, get fired, too! Right. And also, like... We didn't endanger this poor rat. Someone could have stomped on that thing, and all it is yeah, just a little pretty, mouse. They're domestic rats. Like, what are you doing? Or my, yeah, I think it's even a mouse. Maybe it's. I mean, all these oh, are mice and rats and lizards, so <sighs> and spiders. I guess maybe this would be for feeding the the snakes or something, because he just mentioned a rattlesnake earlier. But whatever. But so, um, they they get into a screaming match right in front of the charity lady because they're all children and don't understand this is the worst thing you could possibly do, and um. I, I had a question here before we get too far into her reaction. Should it matter? Once they get the money, they have the money. Why are they so upset about them stealing the, people from... Because I think the whole thing is... I would assume it's like from a PR thing, and if it's like they're all assholes, like... So I think... Oh, no, that part of it, yeah, but... The, the whole thing all like, me is, there should be multiple malls that are doing this, not just putting all your eggs into one mall basket. Of course. And it also doesn't make sense, though, because, like, if they're... If they're incentivizing better sales once someone's bought something from the store or they've come to the tea machine they've paid their cover they've they purchased their good which you have to pay a cover for the tea machine you're getting ripped off you should talk to someone or buy or buying a a drink or something there it doesn't even seem like they sell anything besides i guess maybe drinks and chips (laughs) if you're lucky if it's a good day but so, but what I'm confused about is, once that happens, where's the where's the competition? Like, the competition should be stopping them from doing that in the first place. I guess you could claim the only one that would really be mad about that would be the kids at the movie theater because they didn't buy the tickets yet and they're scaring them off in line. But it, it seems to me, like, once they've been into Eric's store and once they've been into the team machine, they've paid, they've made their purchase. They've already succeeded. So... They're trying to get more people into their store versus the other. It's not like it's a numbers game where they're trying to, like, kidnap people and keep them in their store all at once. That's kind of how they're treating it, though. Like, the most warm bodies in the room wins. This is a poorly it's not written how that script. Would work. It's so baffling. And so, instead of actually addressing any of that, they're just like, oh, yeah, we're just gonna scream at you, scream at each other in front of this lady. Who with these poor children who are supposed to be benefiting from our work that they don't care about for a second. And so, um, so they're fighting, the president gets super annoyed at it, like, this is super disrespectful. Uh, again, one of the only characters in this episode that actually, like, has some sense, where she's just like, you guys are maniacs, goodbye. <laughs> she cancels the drive and runs out, basically, with the two kids in tow, and, um, it, or no, the kids went off to do video games before, but still, either way, the kids aren't there anymore. So I guess maybe there's another floor inside the, the tea machine where there's video games? <sighs> I don't know. I, don't understand. I kids, just want to watch a better episode of television to, to like, cleanse my palate. Right. 
But so she she freaks out. She says it's canceled regardless. She leaves. And then everybody eventually just starts sitting around reflecting on another lunch break. Because, again, nobody does their jobs for a full day. And they're all... It doesn't even seem like a lunch break. Because it's not even been in a couple hours since the last one, really. But so she... Um, they all realize it's all our fault. We were stupid. We were selfish. And now these kids aren't going to get any toys. So they decide to make a second party uh, in, in response to it to try and clear things up. Um, so Screech, meanwhile, is making, like, a bunch of bad chess moves, and the machine is, like, berating him, because this isn't how Screech normally plays, all that stupid shit. And, um, Belding, again, like, this point, it, it is a show set for kids, I guess, although... Uh, I don't know who this, this, this show is for. Right? Like, I don't, I don't, I would not, I would not be interested in this if I was I, child, like, I only watched it, because, like, it was on TNBC, so I'm, like, I'm watching the whole thing. I'm watching, I'm watching City Guys, I'm watching Hang Time. Oh, City Guys! Hang time! See you guys, by the way, if you oh, rewatch the pilot, time. you will be amazed by how racist it is. Um, I would not be that surprised. You think you're not going to be that surprised, then you watch it. Oh, really? Okay. Well, we'll put that on the uh, to-do list. But so... I mean, and bless Hang Time, because Jay Hernandez and Daniela Alonso are yes. still married. They're still married. Heroes. Heroes. Work. But so, so, um, so they... Belding comes in... This point where it's like Screech is feeling remorseful about this this chess game. First of all, it comes swift and, and fast. Never mentioned before. Only in this scene do we finally find out that he has got like a conscience. Because last scene we had was him saying like "screw you, building, it's mine," basically. So he's suddenly like moved to potentially give it back to this guy, and we have Belding drilling the point in like the third time he's had to say it out loud. I'm just really amazed this guy returned it. He really would love it. His kid, his the kid said that his dad would love chess. Blah blah blah. It is so heavy-handed. It's ridiculous. So if you didn't understand that the first time, you don't need it two more times. Like, I mean, we it. understood it, but we're not like mentally deficient like Screech. Exactly. So Screech is like, oh yeah, I guess that's a good idea, and he confesses to lying, um, and and Belden doesn't fire him on the spot, which is ridiculous. But it's of course a kid show, so whatever. And he says goodbye to Pam. Um, Why would he allow Screech in his life at all? I don't know. That's just a lawsuit waiting to happen. But so, he says he's gonna erase all her data, and then, I've got a question, he pulls a weird, like, pointed thing out? Like, he's gonna sterilize it? I'm guessing it's like, it's a reset (laughs) button, right? No, 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 no. He pulls out this, like, pen-looking thing. No, I'm saying to press the reset button. Uh, really? He'd pull a pen out to press the reset button? If it's, like, oh, you mean like a, a pin, pin. Okay. yeah. Yeah, that makes that, that could be it. That makes makes sense, sense, but it's still, like, creepily sexual. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, it's yeah, it's, all, it's creepy. all creepily sexual. But yeah. <laughs> and it looks like a sterilization rod. It was it's, real creepy, and he holds it like he's gonna put it in. He's this like, is an offensive episode of television. Or, or, like, a lobotomy pick or something creepy like that, and he just pull, like, puts it towards it, and that's it. That's the end of that bit. Thank God. But also, what the hell? It's, it's basically um, like watching A Beautiful Mind. I'm like, why couldn't yeah. that be the whole episode? Right. I mean, the tears. Screech is a regular uh, Nash. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But so, um, so, uh, so he resolves his love with the machine as he's gonna put it to sleep and then, I guess, give it away. We never actually see him give it away, so for all we know, he's just gonna start over again like a creep. But so, um, the kids are back, back putting this party together for the poor kids that they basically snubbed the whole episode. Um, we, of course, get Belding showing up as Santa, because that's what we all want to haunt our nightmares. But, uh, in case that's not enough, we also have Screech who shows up as Rudolph. And it's, again, like, nightmare fuel. Like, they are- Why wouldn't he be an elf? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. 
Just because it's funnier? I don't know. It's, again, the voice is so... The voices... The, the, the two characters of Screech and Belding seem like the kind of goofy, like, meta joke on, like, kids show humor that you'd see on another TV show. Like, it doesn't seem that this is real. Like, this is like an episode of Castle that we had to sit through or something. You know? Where they have someone who's pretending to be a terrible kids actor. But it's like, oh no, he's literally that bad. This is awful. But so he, um... They show up and they're like, here, children, we're gonna be presents. And we get more of the singing from uh, Eric, who, this time it is a lot more um, melodic and not stupid and... and and consumeristic or whatever you want to call it, but he starts singing. He sings "Merry Little Christmas." Have yourself a merry little Christmas, which is actually quite nice. I think he does a decent job singing that. He's it's, not it's that great though. Maybe no, he's better than his, his his group, which is called. What? I don't know. What, what is it called? I don't remember. If you make me say it, you're racist. God damn it, brother! Uh, but so so he uh, he um he he sings and the, the really creepy camera shot where I think that they go to like a handhold that's, like, a different type of camera than the rest of the episode, because the kids' faces look, like, super real, and it feels like suddenly we're watching, like, like a school play. You know what I mean? Like, it's, like, a weird... It's creepy. It I mean, there's like better weird. acting in a school play. Not that I ever <laughs> went to any true. school plays, but... No, I mean, like, no, nah, not school play. Like, we're watching the audience during a school assembly mm-hmm. or a school <laughs> production. Like, it feels like like someone's home movie that catches other people in the audience. Like it's, it feels like way too intimate suddenly and I'm like, "Oh, this is weird." Like it's someone's home movie. But um the kids are reacting like they're like going to basically start crying any minute if they were better actors. Um and everyone freaks out and they're like, "Oh, this is great. Like everything's better. He saves the day with his voice and the president is um super touched. She's back on board with the charity thing. She's like, "I'm going to be a great partner to this this great mall all of a sudden, you know, these kids are terrible most of the time." And that's it. So she's like, oh, well, we all deserve another chance. The kids were so happy. It'll be great. And they're like, I promise we won't mess up this time. And Maria says that since she did win, which, again, she won mostly by lying and cheating, which is not how it should have gone down, but they they let her win anyway, she decides to donate her winnings. And uh, we find out that Eric got his mom that present anyway, which was a chameleon gift wrapped, which was a real chameleon, really gift wrapped, and that poor thing had a bow on its head. It's basically, really about it. it's a gift for him. His mom's gonna be like, I don't want this. I don't want this. You work at a pet store. Why do you need to bring one home? Especially so, a reptile. Yeah, exactly. A chameleon, of all things. Come, 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 chameleon. And so he hint, he he shows it, and I'm, I was pleasantly surprised that he actually did have the present, which you weren't sure until that point that he was, like, lying. I mean, I, I thought he was telling I mean, the truth. I but. feel like, considering how insane they both were he would have had to have been like a true sociopath that have been lying about the mother thing exactly and, and he so just I'm seemed like an idiot not a zach morris up nicely um and then she again promises that she's going to donate her winnings to the charity which is like okay and then we have building a santa starts giving out presents to all the little poor kids the end it was garbage <laughs> Merry christmas guys so let's get on to plugs He's a change of the animals. What's up with you, Latoya? I mean, actually, I kind of want to plug the show. Just, like, pick a random episode, just throw, it, like, a dart at it, and then just watch it. Because you're bound to be wondering, what? At least once during an episode. Crazy. Especially, I, th- I figure once they, like, get past the character introductions, especially since they keep switching it, it's just like, and now we're into the show. So, because at this point, the whole characterization with um it being former characters it's not even part of the show anymore did you like see besides did you see a a slater or something like that in this episode 
No, I didn't. I mean, they, used, they started out that was, way, but they... They, 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 they were just that. assholes. Yeah. They were all terrible. The only one that's even somewhat likable is Lindsay McKean. Even she's kind of... Has her moments where she's not perfect either. Not that you need to have perfect kids, but Jesus, it's just not even compelling kids. But also, we, we realized that Lindsay, Lindsay McKean's our favorite person after right. reading the most insane thing in the history of lie. anything. But, um, alright. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at LaFergs and... My writing at AB Club and other places, and if you follow me on Twitter, you should know what's happening on the streets. All right, and then as always, I am at Marie on Twitter. Um, this, I think, the last couple of weeks, if you haven't seen it yet, um, will be Supergirl and um, I Zombie on the Televixen and Vampire Diaries with Lisa Easton, friend of the show. And how you feel about the season of Vampire Diaries, Mora? <sighs> exactly. <sighs> But so, um, uh, it's, they're all going to be going on vacation for a little while, so stay tuned for uh, more of that when the, the shows come back. Um, and then, get ready, guys. The next episode of this podcast is going to be How I Met Your Mother, the series finales. So, it's episode 23 and 24 of season 9, the last season, the last forever, part woo, 1 and 2. Woo, woo, woo. It's going to be... I'm excited. I, I mean, it's one of those things where I, I know it's not going to even really fully make me feel better about the show ending so poorly, but it's something we all, it's like therapy. We all need to, we need to go through it. But so stay tuned for that. That's going to be great. I really recommend it. You not even haven't recorded it yet. Um, and then um, you can find us on Twitter at the Televoid. You can rate, subscribe, review us on iTunes. You can email us at the Televoid at gmail.com. And in the meantime, uh, happy, happy Christmas. Merry Christmas, happy holidays, happy everything. Uh, we'll see you guys in the new year. Uh, the war on Christmas is real and all these episodes prove it. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for wandering into the Tellboy. Bye-bye. Fart sound.